So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. who ended a 20-year relationship with alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to quitting alcohol that breaks all the rules, amazing stories from women who are throwing a better party because of it, and how you can stop drinking and start living. This show is not a substitute for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a health professional if your alcohol consumption is a risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Welcome back, my beautiful listeners. This is it. We are moving into a new version of the show of Stop Drinking and Start Living. We're starting to look more at embodied living and what it means to really empower yourself through getting to know who you are in a really physical human sense. So we're not running from what we consider quote unquote pain of emotions. We're diving into sensations and then we're finding fun new ways to experience that in a real way that creates real pleasure in our lives. So much of the time we think that alcohol is this fun, joyful, loosey-goosey, fancy-free freedom experience when really at the end of the day, it's just taking all of that away and masking who we truly are. And I couldn't be more humbled and honored to be showcasing this interview today with the beautiful Laura Osman of Beauty and Movement. Laura is a holistic hairstylist and a hula hoop dance instructor, and she changed my life. When I stepped inside of the hoop, and you'll hear all about it, a world of possibility opened up for me where I was on a mission to prove to myself that I 
the inkling that I knew that I could have a more fun, joyful life without the consequences of pain and shame and guilt on the other side of alcohol. And the hula hoop was that uh, expression of that for me. Um, and I'm, we're going to share that with you today and share with you how you can take live online hula hoop classes with Laura from anywhere in the world. We'll be sharing a link that you can kind of see a little bit what that looks like. I've done both live um, in person and virtual, and they're just both amazing. She is just such a beautiful spirit. And one of my dreams come true, I knew before I even met Laura, because I had been looking for hula hoop for a long time, and it wasn't until I stepped into my power and decided to claim my year of yes and just start saying yes to more things that weren't involving alcohol, um, where I could really start to prove to myself the life that I wanted to live. Um, I knew before I even met her that we would be friends and that I would just love her. And so I'm thrilled to announce that we have finally teamed up and we're going to be um, offering a live socially distanced workshop together in the Portland, Oregon area. So if you live around, let us know. We would love to have you. It'll be at Mount Tabor Park um, on August 23rd and so I'll be sending all of the info out um, in my newsletter but it will also be in the show notes but yes you can sign up for classes with Laura um, from anywhere in the world and she's got links to get the hula hoop sent directly to your house um, I would highly highly recommend it it's eight weeks one hour a week there's a sense of community that's really cultivated there because of it's live um, you can get the replays um, and just spending time with Laura and in your body in the hoop is so playful such a feminine expression and I couldn't couldn't recommend it more um, if you're starting to um, starting to move through your understanding of your relationship with alcohol and not only that but how you want to show up for you the rest of your life and last week I talked about one of the pillars of change and truth that I work with one-on-one -on -one with my coaching clients so I meet with clients once a week and we start to really explore their thoughts around their life their limiting thoughts that are just simply based on our own experience and so another pillar of change and truth that I work with is that thoughts are what create our feelings and influence our behaviors and this is just a universal truth our thoughts literally trigger chemical responses in our body positive and negative ones they are our subjective interpretation of the world based on our experiences up until that point. So that we, we think that they're truth, we think they're facts, and we read them like facts, but they're just our interpretation of the world. So with that comes empowerment, and instead of fighting against it, you can be like, wow, oh yeah, I don't actually have to believe that anymore. And so a lot of times they're limited. They're not always facts. They are subject to be wrong and limiting much of the time to create your beliefs about the world around you. We must really look into what our current beliefs are to shape new beliefs. They run on repeat 90% of the time every single day. 
but they are the tool to manifest our heart's desire. So our mind, our brain is like the computer to live into that divine expression of who we are innately. And Laura and I talk all about this and we're like in tears in the interview. It's awesome. So this is happening subconsciously all day, every day. And the magic about coaching is that I get to hear you talk so that I can call out the limiting thoughts that you aren't seeing as subjective, right? You're seeing them as a truth. And then we can start to deconstruct how they're creating the emotions in your body. And then in turn, the behaviors that you're taking so we can start to pivot from the present. So when you start to feel different sensations, you slow down and you can start to watch and tune into that witness place. And it's just such an empowering, magical process if you're in the place of allowing, if you really want to create real change in your life so that you can have more joy, so that you can embrace your humanness and embody your power as a divine expression of this beautiful life. Enjoy the show. Sign up for a class with Laura and I'll talk to you soon. Welcome back, my beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for being here on another episode of Stop Drinking and Start Living. We have another amazing, beautiful, embodied goddess starting off our second season of the show of really creating the framework for more embodied living. So I wanted to welcome to the show the wonderful Laura Osman. Laura, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, hello, Mary. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It is an absolute honor. Yes, I am just thrilled. And I would love to start out um, by having you tell the listeners about all the beautiful work that you are currently doing in the world today. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, well, I guess first and foremost, I am, um, well, I've been a hairstylist for over 20 years. And uh, from there, it was really fascinating because I met the hula hoop in 2010 when my little niece asked me to come outside and play with her. And because I'm the cool aunt and I need to always maintain that status, I was like, sure, let's do this. Um, and it's just incredible the way that it has transformed my life into being a hoop dance teacher as well. So it was pretty, um, it was a path that I didn't even realize I was going to be going down because as, um, as a child, I could never hula hoop and dancing always made me feel really awkward in my body. And so it's, uh, yeah, I still sometimes have to pinch myself to be like, is this really what I do for a living? <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's been wonderful. It's just been, um, yeah, it's just been such a great tool in my life. Um, and is now actually becoming more of almost more of what I do instead of being a hairstylist. So, um, yeah, in, let's see, it's been about five years ago, five years ago, I moved to Portland, Oregon, uh, from Wisconsin and a lot of shifting has happened in my life since then, just with, um, what it is that I'm offering to the world and to the community, you know, um, and to myself as well. Um, so I'm really grateful that I've taken, that I took that leap of faith. Portland just kind of, you know, I got on, the, got on the road and took a road trip for six weeks uh, across the entire United States and 
uh, ended up in Portland. I knew I was going to end up in Portland eventually, but kind of sold all my things. And, you know, I was 34 years old at the time. And so I left a career in my home and um, really happy that Portland has opened up its arms to me and is wrapping me up in love and support. I'm really glad that I decided to take that leap of faith. Yeah. And now you're wrapping it up in a hula hoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. I love that. So Laura is, and you, the listeners have probably heard me talking a little bit about my exploration with the hoop. So Laura is my hoop instructor, hula hoop instructor. Um, and it was really a pivotal moment in my life and my transition for really fully committing, not only just to changing my relationship with alcohol, but to next leveling my life and just really opening up to who I am as a woman uniquely. And so it kind of sounds like your ability to say yes to yourself, just yes to possibility, to yes, what was on the other side of the unknown is really how you, how you got to this place. So can you just talk a little bit about why you continued to say yes to the hula hoop after that first time with your knees? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think first and foremost, you know, prior to that, I was doing a lot of traditional exercise just to stay healthy. I was running, even though I didn't like it. And, um, you know, just doing random, random other things to keep myself feeling good. Um, and when I was hula hooping with her, I was just laughing so hard. It brought me so much joy. And so the next morning I woke up and my abs were sore. And I thought, my gosh, was in my, you know, my abs sore because I was laughing so hard or <laughs> my abs sore because of the hoop. And I think it was a little bit of both. Um, yeah. So from there, it's just kind of, um, gosh, I was that year, I was a hula hooping hula girl for Halloween. And you know, I went on YouTube because I thought, oh, I need to perform with my costume. And so I uh, searched hula hoop tricks on YouTube. And then this like YouTube explosion of hoop dance came up, a world that I didn't even know existed. Um, and so it really, it's really kind of funny, like how my journey into the hoop came from first my niece and then a Halloween costume. Mm. Um and then has just transpired. It's just really fascinating because it's like I started actually, my business was called um, Hoop to be Fit in Wisconsin here. It was almost like, yeah, it started off as this fitness thing for me. And it really became so much more of an embodied practice and a movement meditation for me. The more, like the further and further I dove into it. And it was really, it was just such an unexpected gift um, to uh, really even build like the confidence that I had then through the hoop. And um, it's just been, it's been such a fascinating tool to uh, keep my life in flow as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the very nature of the hoop is a circle. So um, in order to move with it, we have to be fluid. You know, we have to go with that flow. We have to follow that flow. Um, yeah, so it's really fascinating, like how, how it kind of started off as this fitness thing, and then now has become more of a movement meditation and more of an embodied practice, you know, to really help my students get into their bodies. Um, and then when I moved to Portland, Oregon, I knew that I wanted to rebrand and rename my business. And um, 
in Wisconsin, I was doing hair for a salon. And when I went and when I moved to Portland, I was working for myself then. And so I've just to encompass um, both modalities with holistic hair care. I've also redesigned how I've done hair um, and take it now more from a holistic standpoint and really, um, really take a look at the individual and like, tell me all about you know, yourself and, you know, how it is that you want to show up in the world and, you know, um, looking at it from that perspective instead. And so getting back to what I was saying about uh, rebranding, uh, I would never forget it. I was sitting with one of, one of my friends while I was visiting Wisconsin and there was something with beauty and there was something with movement. And then that's essentially how beauty in movement was born because I thought, oh yeah, you know, we have like the beauty in the movement of the hair, but we also have that beauty in, in movement in actually the spiral and the circling and just the way um, we move our bodies and, um, you know, can kind of flow. So that's a little side note about. Oh my gosh, I love all of that so much. Laura is also my hairstylist. <laughs> I've not touched my hair in a while, and it needs it because it's lockdown. Um, but no one's been really seeing me, and I just I, a couple things came up for me when you were saying all of that, which is the first thing is the committing to the movement practice and the parallel that I have with this, although the hoop changed my life in a different way, but is my practice of yoga and how for so many, um, especially in our Western world, you know, you find yoga at a gym or wherever, and I'm sure there's hula hoop dance popping up in different places too. Um, but you know, it just, it does become at first, it's kind of this, um, you know, just physical practice and the more you commit to something because you just follow your intuition because of joy, right? Because I know that's one of your big things, like it brings you joy mm -hmm. and the, those unexpected gifts and you, you know, they show up, you move through the discomfort of dropping the hoop, you move through the discomfort of stretching the muscle and you see that on the other side of it, you know, you're, I'm every class I went with you, I was never like, oh, I wish I didn't go to that class. You know, it's like mm -hmm. you always feel better. So you keep showing up, but it's those gifts that of unraveling the layers of the self that I think an embodiment practice really does. And that's kind of where I see the difference. Cause like now with yoga, I just am like, it just keeps getting better. I am, it's been 20 years, Laura, and I am still floored by how transformative it is every single day for me and then adding wow. the hoop on top of that has just become such another layer so what would you say in your view is the difference really between just exercising and then embodiment for me you know I go deeper into myself um you know, it's like when I was just exercising, I felt like I had the goal in mind of um, fitness, of health, you know, even just with like body image, you know, it's like, okay, I have to look this certain way. Um, and, you know, once I really released that and could pick up more, you know, use the hoop as more of an embodiment tool, it was really fascinating and beautiful to see how my body responded differently and how much more connected I felt 
to my movements, to my own soul, um, to those around me even, you know, it's like, as I started teaching, it's incredible to see the transformation in people, even just in a 60 minute class, you know, it's like if they, when they used to come to the studio and now that I'm teaching online, um, you know, to come in and start at one place and then to really get transformed into this other, like deeper, more spiritual place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that you can like with yoga too, and with your practice kind of, as you were saying, where it's just like, it just keeps, you know, getting better and better and better. And the deeper you go into it. Um, so for me, yeah, that's, that's a lot of it where it's felt more like my spiritual practice. And it's like, it brings me this sense of deep, deep connection. You know, oftentimes when I'm stressed, when I'm angry, when, you know, something's happening, like even before we did this interview, I was like, Oh, I'm going to put on some music and I'm going to dance a little bit and then hoop it out a little as well. You know, I've always said like, Oh man, I got to go hoop it out. I am like stressing. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's such a beautiful tool, um, to connect, to connect me to myself um, on a it's like next level beside you know going from fitness to um, to the way that I use it now yeah yeah and it's no longer just something to kind of check off your to-do list you know yeah it's lifestyle it's practice yeah it's a real way of life yeah yeah that's so beautiful and I know I love I mean it really is magic you step inside this hula hoop and for people (laughs) don't know can you do you have a description of what you tell people the difference between just you know people just think like swirling around your waist but different than the the practice that you teach um as far as hoop dancing yeah sure yeah I know it's really interesting a lot of times people will say you're a hula hoop teacher like what huh you know (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like yeah actually and then they just think they actually just think that it's for your waist you know um but I try to explain to them that it really is so much more it's full body it's a meditation it's a joyful it's a playful practice um you know I explain that you know yes we you know we often begin on our waist you know and getting the the sensation and kind of getting that part of it down you know, but then from there, really, I always invite my students to close your eyes and drop in and like really tune into the sensation of how the hoop feels going around your body. Um, And I think that that really helps people. um, Yeah, just kind of drop into themselves a bit more. Um, But what you were saying, too, um, I just lost my train of thought for a sec here. Oh, my gosh, Mary. No, we were just talking about the hoop dance part of it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly where I was like, oh. And then so with the dance part of it too, you know, I try to explain to people, it's like, sure, you know, it's like we may start here on the waist, but it's really about how is it that my body is moving through time and space while having this hoop on my body. I try to get them to like watch a video, like I'll send them to my Instagram or, you know, I'll send them somewhere else. Cause it's really, it's a, it's a bit difficult to put into words sometimes, you know, to say I'm a hoop dancer and then be like, so I'm fusing dancing with a hula hoop. Um, yeah. And 
it's like even when people have seen me um in public you know if I, I a lot of times i'll go to like a basketball court and just you know bring a speaker and play around and somebody had stopped me the other day like what is this that you're doing you know <laughs> it was really it was so beautiful we had this gorgeous conversation and connected in and yeah but so even when you actually see it and people see that there's this hoop but they it's not this like oh it's a hula hoop like you know when whammo came out in you know 1954 or whatever you know or with native american hoop dancing too it's i mean it's really stemming from that place mm -hmm. you know yeah, and we'll definitely put a link for a video of beautiful Laura because she's just so fluid and elegant. And Laura's style is actually quite different from, um, there's a lot of hula hoop kind of trick dancing where it's, um, you know, doing, I mean, Laura teaches that as well. But from what, I, the reason I love working with you so much is because the way I kind of describe it is that the, the hula hoop kind of becomes your dance partner. Mm -hmm. So you can think about, you know, doing like a two step or like twirl, you know, getting twirled around or just this really fluid movement with, with another person, but that, that person is a hula hoop and yourself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I I tell that to my students all the time. I'm like, this is your favorite, like this might not be your favorite dance partner, but this is your dance partner, you know, embrace it and you know, oh, get yeah. to know one another. No, it's so amazing. I can't wait for everyone to check it out because <laughs> it really is just so awesome. And so kind of, well, actually one thing, just because we were talking about hoop, but I do want to go kind of go backwards a little bit, but it really sounds, I mean, if you really link all the pieces together, it all really stems from playfulness and joy. Like you were playing with your niece, you were having a great time, and then you were seeing the benefits of it in your life and seeing how it added this layer outside of just exercise. And so what does that mean to you? joy and how is that part of your message? I mean, what do you mean? What does that mean for you for your life? Gosh, to bring joy into my life every day is definitely goal. And the hoop has certainly helped with that. It's interesting. I'm visiting my family right now back in Wisconsin and I'm looking straight ahead. My mother has these photographs of all of us in the family. And there's a photo of me that I sent out as a Christmas card one year. And it's me hula hooping, playing the ukulele. That is adorable. <laughs> I need that picture. <laughs> and so it's like, as you're talking about joy, I'm just looking at this photograph. And by the way, like I can't really play the ukulele, but I attempted for a short amount of time. And so I'm just looking at this and it's like, yes, that photo right there is the essence of joy and you know it's like if we can just i try to just choose joy right through even as much as i as much as i can i just try to find that joy and to still maintain that joy even in times of distress you know i think that it's important to feel all your feels and fully process um all those things that may or may not be coming up but um, you know, joy truly is for me, 
a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, and to give that, you know, if I can bring a little bit more joy to anybody's day, and that could be the bank teller or the person at the grocery store. And that's just, you know, even just to engage and smile, you know, to walk past somebody and, uh, smile and, you know, just be human. (laughs) Right. Ah, Um, yeah, for me. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think too, it's like the act, do you see that this is missing from life? You know, the act of play and this playfulness that the embodiment practice can bring even to, like you said, these, you know, deep emotion too, mm-hmm. where there be this, this play with our emotion. I mean, is that how you see it? You know, it's really interesting because it's like when it's almost like people won't take me seriously sometimes uh, when I tell them I'm a hoop dance teacher, or even if they, if they, it's like, I'm almost afraid to be too joyful because people won't take you seriously. Or if they're like, well, oh no, 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 I couldn't hula hoop like that. Like that I'll look silly. Like I think that there's so many people are afraid of looking silly, Mm. Um, you know, or maybe, yeah, just kind of scared to take that chance. Um, and what's really important for me and in what I do and what I offer is to let people show up with their authenticity and however it is that they want to show up. And if it's a, you know, if they're feeling a lot of joy that day, wonderful. If they're feeling a lot of sorrow that day, great, like bring it, like, it's okay. Like everything is welcome here. Um, you know, and if we can, we can all be together you know, to hold one another in that space. I think, you know, the humanness, what I've, what I have received from teaching, um, hoop dancing and just from my own practice and connecting with people like that person in the park. Okay. I brought her some joy and I was experiencing joy as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, did I, gosh, did I like derail it from your question a little bit? I like get on this joy train and she's like, whoa, she's on the joy train. Oh, no, that's exactly what I asked. And I I think that, you know, and, you know, this is a a podcast about helping people change their relationship with alcohol, but through, not through demonizing alcohol, not through taking down the alcohol industry, but looking on the other side of what am I missing because Mm -hmm. alcohol is at the center stage of my life. And you could also insert whatever you want, you know? Um, and so, you know, and briefly, I'll just say personally for me, um, I had just started saying yes to more things to experience what could I enjoy that wasn't alcoholic. I was determined to prove, cause I knew life was awesome, but I had just gotten in such a habit of only seeking this false pleasure through alcohol, you know, because it, I mean, it's not, we're not creating it really in through our bodies. It's a chemical that we put in that lowers our inhibitions and makes us feel loosey goosey. Right. And so we're never really fully experiencing our emotions. We're never fully processing. And so when I stepped inside of the hula hoop and I've always been in doing movement, there was something about the spiraling of it and the, really the, the, the feminine expression of what it is. And of course, men can hula hoop dance. We know male dancers that are amazing. Um, but there was that divine feminine expression that like 
spun me in the other direction Mm. and just like from the root up, I felt like I blossomed like a flower. Like there was like this, like my feminine essence was like crumpled into a little knot because of all of the alcohol and all the emotional suppression that I did. And then as I was hooping it, like spun out and I just was like, this is what I've been missing is this is stepping into my role as the woman and the feminine essence. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can talk, speak to that at all. Um, how that has shown up in your own life or you see it showing up in your classes. Definitely. Yeah. That's gorgeous. By the way, Mary, thank you for sharing that. Um, and that's what it's all about. You know, just listening to your story with that, um, you know, it's like as in order to keep the hoop up on our waist and granted we move it, you know, up and down and all around our body on and off our body. But if you're just in a, you know, if you're keeping it up on your waist or on your hips in order to keep it up, you do, you have to have this like spiral pulse coming from your pelvic bowl. Right. Um, and that's where, I mean, that is where creation lives, right? It's like, this is where actual like birth creation lives. And metaphorically speaking, like when we want to create, and that might even be, you know, creating a new life for yourself, for instance, I mean, with your relationship with alcohol um, and how you were showing up in your body, it's like so much is stirring up inside of your being just by practicing this you know, and showing up for yourself. Um, And I've seen it, you know, I've seen um, people have shared with me in my classes, just, um, you know, some of the relationships that they've had with, with their self and their female body. Also, you know, finding that empowerment. And I think a lot of it does certainly it has to do with, you know, moving through our pelvis. Um. Yeah, it's given me so much confidence as well. Like I was just saying earlier, it's, you know, in order to keep the hoop up a lot of times on your waist, you have to, you have to remain tall and lifted and looking up at the world around you. And so it's like, wow, you better look out world because not only are you looking up, but you're also then moving from your center, from your creative center, um, and it's very powerful. It's just, oh my gosh, yeah, it's I, so good. And I think that the hoop, it provides this sacred container for, because I think as women, oftentimes, you know, it's like I, we've been told all of our lives, like, oh, don't be too sexy. Don't move your hips. Don't do that. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We are going to just blow that old story away and we're going to move through this. Um, and so the hoop really provides the safe this safe space, this safe container uh, for people who come to my class um, and who hoop dance to do so. It's just incredible the shifts that can happen um, with with the practice. It's it blows my mind. It really does. It continually blows my mind. My gosh, I've been teaching since 2012. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen, I've witnessed it in myself and with others, you know, yourself included. It's just it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I was getting chills thinking about it. And because it is it is so powerful, or you described it so perfectly, that chest up, I'm here, heart open, 
moving my hips and us, the spiral is the symbol of life. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just, it's like this. And then the hoop is that container, that circle of it. There's no end, right? We move from beginning and we transition and then, but then we come back and meet it at a different place. And that's really what the work that we're doing here is all about. It creates a new framework for how we show up to life. So from a new perspective with each, each milestone that you meet, like there's never any final destination, but we come at it from a new pivot point, a new perspective. And this, I have to say the hoop being the safe container really does create like on a therapeutic level, this, yeah, this embrace because you know, I was learning the skills and then I had danced when I was little and I've always loved to dance. And then with your instruction and your, um, the way that you teach of more flow rather than just lots of tricks, although we learn skills, that flow opened up. And then I remembered the first times, like I started dancing sober, really, and going to conscious dance and just crying and like taking the hoop away. And I, I mean, I just felt like I came home. I was like, where, why, why did I wait so long to get here? Um, yeah. And, you know, just thank you. Thank you for being present and guide, being part of my guiding light to get there. Because, yeah, it was, it's, it really, the, the dance piece has just been such a pivotal part. And that's why I, I really um, want my listeners to know that the embodiment through nature, through themselves, through the earth, through movement. I mean, movement is a universal language, right? Like, and this is how we can connect with each other and ourselves. And it's just, it's so beautiful. And I just, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your own healing journey, because I I do know that you faced some adversity in the past and how, if you want to talk a little bit about that and, and, or just like how, using embodiment, using dance has helped you move through, through fear, through transition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, By the way, you gave me chills and brought tears to my eyes when you were just sharing. So thank you um, for your open heart and vulnerability. Um, Yeah, gosh. So when I was so about let's see, six days before my 25th birthday, I was, um, I started a cancer journey. And so I was in the ER and they told me, Laura, you could, you may have cancer. And up until that point, you know, I was very healthy and whatnot. Um, you know, and at that point, I'm trying to remember, I did not meet the hoop at that point. Um, so hooping really came after, after that experience. Um, and I'm so glad that, that I found it eventually, um, had, I had the hoop, my gosh, when I was going through treatment and everything else, um, it would have been incredible, but I think that even post-cancer, you know, I've been healthy and have, everything's been in the clear now since, you know, 2006, um, but even now I still carry so much trauma and so much like this fear of um, this really, honestly, this fear of dying young, you know, it's like when you're diagnosed at such a young age and don't really have the tools to process what's happening to you at that moment. Um, 
you know, I have used the hoop to move me through those fears to move, you know, it's like when those moments of anxiety and panic come up in my body, um, you know, to know that even without the hoop, you know, to know I can ground down and I, I have my body and to know that I'm safe um, to have these tools has been so beneficial for me. Um, yeah, just to be able to reach for that, to be able to reach for that um, through those harder times, you know, like, as I had said before, it's like, oh, I need to go hoop it out. And that, I mean, yeah, that's like when I'm feeling frustrated and stuff too, but definitely, um, you know, when really, you know, when deeper, greater things have come up in my life, um, it's nice to know that I have my body. Yeah. It's like, nope, my body's healthy. It's so wise. I can get through this. I'm going to move through this. And I think that a lot of times, um, you know, I will stop everything kind of stops and it's just like, wait, what's going on here? I know better than this. I need to move a little, you know, even if that means just gentle movements back and forth here and there, um, you know, to bring myself back in. It's just uh, conscious dance. I know you spoke of conscious dance before too, and that has just helped me so, so deeply as well um, to connect in uh, to my sense my sense of self um yeah would you say it's a really a deeper sense of self-trust that you've been able to to create and cultivate yeah practice yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent you know it's just that reminder um yeah, it's just that reminder that our bodies are so wise. And it is, it's such a, it is such a self-trust. It's like the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I've actually, um, I work with my clients on kind of earlier on is, you know, not so much looking at the thoughts. I mean, we do look at the beliefs around alcohol that are limiting, but is getting into the body because um, alcohol is such a, such a disassociative that we really lose track of this, what are the sensations in my body and being mm -hmm. able to say, you know, what is my body telling me in this moment? Not the trigger or the craving, but what is my body telling me that deep intuitive wisdom? Um, if you can get into a re more relaxed state and then you can just listen in and usually the body's telling you, you know, it's not go buffer and eat a bunch of ice cream. The body's saying care you know, uh -huh, <laughs> whatever, you know. Um, and so without judgment, I mean, you know, there's no judgment for how, you know, we show up in life sometimes, but it really is that, that peace. And um, yeah, I mean, any, really any movement practice, I do believe with the intention and with how you approach it, you know, it's not what you do, but how you do it can become that place where you can find that deeper sense of self-trust inside of you. Because like, what else do we have? I mean, we walk around in this container, this vehicle, right? And we could be left with nothing. But if you have that deep innate trust and wisdom inside, um, yeah, I think that 
I think that that's super useful. Um, can you talk a little bit about how, not only super useful, I mean, it's just the way of life. <laughs> I know about super useful. It's the way that I do everything. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you personally have shown up differently or used like this awareness, this trust, this practice um, to transition um, in different habits in your own life? I mean, we t- talked a little bit about on the sh- or earlier about your relationship with alcohol personally and how that's shifted. If you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I, um, so yeah, gosh, my relationship with alcohol, you know, being that I'm from Wisconsin, <laughs> um, it's very strong drinking culture here. And I grew up drinking pretty young, um, you know, and a, quite a lot as well. And of course, again, this is like, you know, pre hula hoop days and pre embodiment and all the things. Um, It's been really fascinating to see, um, you know, once I moved out to Portland, you know, because I was still, I mean, I was definitely still drinking probably quite a bit, maybe slowing down a little bit in my later 30 or my early 30s. Um, But when I moved to Portland when I was 34, I, really shifted so much in my life. And, you know, conscious dance was more present. I was really diving into the hula hoop, like 2014, because I moved out in 2015. And in 2014, I was just like really getting um, more connected to meditation and, you know, hooping as a movement meditation and like really so much started shifting. And I just felt like, gosh, I feel so much better when I'm not drinking, like I, I just feel so much clearer. Um, and it just, it was really interesting to see how my relationship with alcohol changed when I moved to Portland. Um, because, you know, I still, I still drink from time to time, um, socially here and there. Like if it, it's, again, it's like one of those things, like you're saying, you're, I'm, you know, I tap into like, what feels good? Oh, you know what? A beer sounds like, I mean, that sounds good. And it's just going to be like one beer, you know, on a hot summer day or something or, um, but it's incredible to see, like, once I started really becoming more embodied and connecting in with these practices that brought me deeper into myself, the drinking, it was just like, well, I don't need that anymore. Like I didn't desire it as much. Um, I just didn't really have much interest. Like I didn't crave it anymore. Um, Yeah, it was just, it was a really easy thing to do less of Mm -hmm. once I felt really secure in myself Mm. you know it was like I can't I kind of came I've been in this process of coming home um and just even like through the move to Portland and everything too it's like I kind of derailed a little bit too and like the process of coming back home to myself um has been really oh refreshing you know the word I'm just like oh gosh it's so refreshing isn't it yes so much less stressful you know it's yeah I don't it's like for me as far as like 
that high feeling that you'd get from alcohol, right? Like, like, oh, I'm kind of loosey-goosey on this and that or whatever. Well, that's what dance and hooping does for me. <laughs> so I'm like, well, you know, I don't really crave that anymore because I'm getting it in this cleaner, like the cleanest, purest state of it um, just through my movement. Yeah. There's no negative side effects. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And oh my gosh, let me tell you, like every, like, gosh, just, it was probably like a month ago. Um, I was with some girlfriends. We were like having a painting party. And of course they're both from Wisconsin, but they live in Portland now with me. And, and sure enough, these girls, they just like bottles of wine and, you know, rosé all day. And I was just like, oh God, here we go. And I didn't drink nearly as much as they did. I don't think you know, but the next day I was like, my God, why did I do that? You know, like what on earth? And this kind of thing, like doesn't happen very often to me anymore. Like even when I come home, my, you know, my family's always like, oh, Laura, she can really, she can really drink. I'm like, hey guys, I don't really drink that much anymore, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm really happy about it. So. Yeah. I was kind of curious what the, you know, the sensations of the alcohol, um, how that settles with you now, just being really embodied, um, and then having that experience of alcohol, does it feel disassociating to you? Yeah, I would say, you know, you know, if I am just casually drinking, like if I just have, you know, a glass of wine, I'm, you know, I don't really feel any effects from alcohol. I feel like the way that my body Mm -hmm. Um, metabolizes it and processes it it's you know I have a pretty high tolerance Mm -hmm. and so you know to have one drink really doesn't affect me in any you know major way but um, you know when I was with my girlfriends you know having our painting party it certainly did it was it's really interesting like kind of how it creeps up on you Mm -hmm. and then you feel like well, I'm totally fine. No, I feel, I feel okay. And then I'm like, oh, but wait, am I? So it does, it has like this disassociating, I feel less embodied. I feel way less connected um, to spirit. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of floating, you know, through life. Um, And I don't want to just float through life. I got too much great work to do on this life. I don't just want to be like, okay, la-di-la. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to explain it, kind of like floating. Yeah, I'm just, it, I've heard so many people feel describe it like that, like that spirit, their spirit kind of checks out and then it's like this other spirit, you know, hence mm-hmm. like spirits that kind of comes in and takes over and it's like, wait, where, where did I go? <laughs> um, yeah. But like also not to mention the fact that I'm sure, and this is something else I work with my clients on and was a huge for me is being inspired by having something else that was ended up being more important to you. So if you have class and you want, you need to be present for your students because you're, because this is like your passion, or if you're going to, you know, study with your teacher or having conscious dance in the morning, it's like, you're making decisions based around that, I would think. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. Like how yeah. you're taking care of yourself. Totally. Gosh, it's like I think about my younger days and even, you know, in my early 30s when I was still drinking a lot, you know, relatively, you know, a lot, I guess some would say. And, um, you know, I could just, I was still showing up to all those things like to work and to, 
you know, class or whatever. And it's just, I just think about, gosh, I'm so much more yummy now. Uh (laughs) You know, like when, when you're not coming from a place of, oh, I was drinking last night, that presence that comes through is just, I mean, it's just so, it's just not worth it to, to not have that, you know, to like, feel so grounded and to feel like I'm really coming from this um this strong sense right this strong place I don't want to I don't want to show up for my students like I don't want to show up for my students in a weak weak state of mind or um you know not to be able to give them my all it's too important to me you know what I do is way too important to me yeah and that sense of joy that comes through from you and that was something i really noticed about you early on was your ability to kind of discern your energy um you know and being able to say yes and no to things if it wasn't really in line with your you know what you knew you needed for yourself um and i think that that's really inspiring and i think that creates confidence and um you know, and that's something like making decisions, firm decisions from a place of embodiment. Um, there's nothing more empowering than that, I don't think. So that's awesome. Agreed. Um, oh, thank you for saying that. I love like the yummy, like just you're so much yummier. And that's how I feel too. Like everything just feels so much better. I mean, just um, and I wanted to ask you because I know you're transitioning into another phase of your life in a relationship. And I know that this relationship is one where, um, the gentleman doesn't drink. He is, um, I don't know if he says he's in recovery or what, but I know he's an alcohol free person, but I know you guys also met on the dance floor. Um, <laughs> And so I'm just kind of curious, you know, briefly how this is showing up in your life, different from other relationships and being able to show up in a more intimate way with, you know, with boundaries and acceptance um, in all, in all ways. I would just love for you to just speak a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, my gosh, this has been by far the most transformative uh, relationship of my life. Um, And it's really interesting, Mary, because, you know, it's like all of a sudden I was thinking about my, the partner that I had for a significant amount of time back in Wisconsin, uh, who drank every day. Um, You know, he smoked marijuana every day. Um, And the difference between my current partner and him and how our relationship is, and gosh, I don't want to go, I don't ever want to go back to that place of being with somebody who is dependent Mm -hmm. on any kind of substance, Um, and it's been, you know, I think, you know, with my partner now, um, yeah, we did meet on the dance floor, and one of the first things that he said to me, I mean, before I even knew his name, I think, Oh, maybe I did know his name right before he said this, but he told me like that he was sober and, you know, he was very proud of it. He's been sober for nine years and I'm so proud of him, um, you know, from all substance. And 
you know, for me, coming from a place of, well, on the occasion, I'll have a, maybe a glass of wine or, you know, a beer. I was a little nervous to almost like to admit those things at first to him. Um, but, you know, through the process of us, it was, it's been really interesting because unfortunately he does not live here. He's in Melbourne, Australia. And it's like, gosh, this is so challenging right now being away and not having any idea when I'm going to see him again because of, um, you know, COVID. But anyway, um, not to digress there. So it's been really interesting to see like when we have lived together, uh, when I was in Melbourne and was when he was here in Portland, um, how, you know, him not drinking really, it encourages me to kind of take a look at my own relationship with alcohol. Um, you know, and he definitely is like, he's, he's like, yep, if you want to have a drink or whatever, you know, it's fine. It's kind of funny because I don't eat meat and he does eat meat. Mm. So we've talked about like, well, if we can't have alcohol in the house then I don't want you to cook <laughs> meat in the house. It's like, I'm like, honey, if I'm going to have a drink, go ahead and, you know, you're going to have chicken. Like, cause he's like, I'm not going to kiss you after you, you know, have had a sip of alcohol or whatever. And I was like, great. I'm not going to kiss you if you've had meat. So that is um, so funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but nonetheless, like it's, um, yeah, it's brought this, it's a different kind of awareness to my alcohol consumption when we're together. And even like I was like with that painting party I talked about earlier, um, you know, it was like when I had those drinks, I was like, oh gosh, I don't want to tell him that, you know, I had all these drinks, but he knew because like we were sending him videos of us dancing and singing and, you know, painting. But, um, but yeah, it's, I'm great. I'm so grateful for his, um, his sobriety mm -hmm. and the strength that has come from that in him. Um, and yeah, the inspiration that he gives me because of it. Um, and just really that, that self-reflection. So I can, I can really take a step back and um, consider, consider what my choices are, you know, and I'm really, I'm glad that I don't drink that much. You know, it's not really an active part of my, you know, sometimes I'll go like a good month at least without a drink or more even. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, I'm just grateful. That's all. I, I guess that's what I can really speak on and I'm just so grateful of his sobriety and like the inspiration that he gives me um and I'm glad that I met him at this time in my life and not when I was in Wisconsin getting wild I'll tell you that <laughs> he'd be like nope nope he wouldn't have I mean we would never would have worked you know so yeah, I'm just in the like, just one more question about that. Would you say, I mean, for me, most of my relationships kind of had started around like having a drink with someone. Um, so I can only, and I don't know about this for you, but like, I can only meet, imagine that like starting a relationship on the dance floor, like the intimacy level um, being so much more deeper and like 
exposed kind of quicker and more real and alive. So true. Oh my gosh, Mary. So true. It's like we both saw each other's souls on that dance floor. You know, it's like so much of like when you're in conscious dance, cause we were actually in a uh, five rhythms, sweat your prayers, uh, workshop or class that morning. And in conscious dance for anybody who's uh, listening that isn't that doesn't know is um, you're you don't speak on the dance floor at all you know so um, my partner and I had been dancing around in and out of each other's orb for like 90 minutes without any communication and so you really see somebody and feel their energy it's such an energetics thing and again just there's so much purity around that um, when you are able to meet somebody doing what you love to do, um, you know, and what they love to do and seeing how the two of your worlds can kind of combine and um, come together. Yeah, I'm, I see like I'm just, yeah, or the way of, <laughs> I won't get into like our whole love story, but it's just like, oh my gosh unbelievable i'm so excited to, for you to go to melbourne so i can come and visit <laughs> <laughs> yes You'll let's get hope there. yeah let's hope we get there sooner than later because um yeah being in a long distance relationship that you have no sight of when you're gonna see one another is quite challenging well let's yeah. just cast a spell right now that Mm. you make it into the arms of your lover very soon yeah thank you for that I mean it is building such a solid foundation in us for sure oh, so good it's gonna be just so good I'm so excited for you and um well I really I wanted to end where by you telling everyone how they can come and work with you because Laura can you can work with Laura from anywhere in the world now and it's amazing so tell us about what's coming up for you and how all of our listeners can find you and get a hoop and do all of the things. Totally. So my website is a great resource. I'm pretty good at updating it and keeping it, um, yeah, keeping it fresh. Um, so that is beautyinmovement.com. So I, I like to enunciate that it's the word beauty and then the word in, I-N, and then the word movement, because sometimes I think that it, people think that it's beauty and movement, and it's not. It's beauty in, I-N, movement.com. And that's my Instagram handle as well. I have um, online classes. I mean, while we're in this pandemic here, um, I'll definitely be keeping my classes to an online platform. Uh, I'm actually, I'm really excited because I think I'm going to do a movement meditation in the hoop series. Mm. Um, I just started updating my website with new classes. And so, um, yeah, that's a great way. You can also just shoot me an email, laura at beautyandmovement.com, um, you know, for a chat. I'm doing private lessons um, online or safely distanced um, in person and workshops and, you know, maybe some collaborations yes. uh, with you, Mary. Um, so yeah, so that's probably the best way. Yeah. My website and the Instagram. Oh, and on Facebook too. It's just beauty in movement. So, I mean, honestly, if you just, um, Google it. 
Google it. Yeah. We'll beauty and movement hula hoops. I should yeah. pop up. We'll put everything in the show notes too. And, um, I would, I want to put, make sure to put a video of you in there. I know that there's, we'll just get, I'll get the video from you that you want me to share. Yeah. Um, but when do you, do you know when your next series is starting? Yeah. So the week of September 14th, I've decided on, so I'm just in the process, like literally right before I, um, you know, we got on this call, I was updating my website and I decided on the dates. So I haven't sent out my newsletter yet. That's really the best way to know about, um, the classes tend to fill up. And so the best way to know about the classes is to subscribe to my newsletter. And I like to tell people that I only send out announcements for classes. Um, and so I don't, I'm not as awesome. Like I can't just like, I don't have a lot of emails being sent out every week or anything, but every now and then you'll hear from me <laughs> and it's me saying, Hey, registration's open. Like come hoop with me. Um, and I sell the hoops too. I sell the hoops, um, you know, and I also have a supplier that I can hook you up with and with a promo code and all the things if you wanted to get a hoop from them. Um, awesome. I just want to make sure that we have, that this will be out well before then. So if anyone wants to sign up or connect with you. And so if people aren't local in Portland and they want to, they can get one or they can order one through the supplier that you have. Yeah, through the spinsters. Um, and that link is, that's on my website too. So if you go to my website and go to um, move your body, and then you'll get a drop down window to um, hoops, um, hoop dance classes and hoops. And then there's the, um, the link to the spinsters website with the 10% off promo code. Um, yeah, if the people aren't local. And then I can help recommend hoops and stuff too. Like send me an email. I'm, I'm just happy to help. Like I just want to get as many people in the hoop as possible because it's just changed my life so much and has brought me so much joy um, and so much um, connection to myself and to others then. It's just like, ah, one of my students the other day, she had uh, sent me a text and she just told me, what you do is actually more like therapy. Like it's this therapeutic um, experience. Yeah. Um, and it was just such a beautiful compliment. I'm so yeah. grateful. I couldn't agree more. I mean, the, the somatic connection between shifting, shifting our lives, right? Shifting from limiting beliefs and limiting patterns, but then using the body to process that is really the way to true transforma transformation and growth. And, you know, I can't emphasize that enough. And that's why, you know, I, you know, such an advocate and work with clients on combining as much as we can of both as well. And, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, it changed my life. I don't know, you know, it was one of the things that I said yes to when I was really starting off on this crossing the threshold into the next level of my life. And so, um, yeah, it definitely stirred up some confidence in me. And I just wanted to say one more thing before we say goodbye is that the online classes are live. Um, and so it's a very much like a real class. I've done both with Laura and I, I thought that the live, the online classes translated beautifully. So it's not like you're watching a, a recording, like it's there, but I know you have that option too, for if people aren't, can't make it live or they can have both and they can have all of it. Totally. Yeah. I have online packages. And so, yeah, I've bundled them up where 
you can just get the recordings if um, you know you can't come to class and just want to get the recordings of the class or you can come to the live class and it's really important to me this is why I limit the number of people because I, I one of my greatest passions is to build community and so I want everyone to be heard you know I want everyone to be seen um, you know so in opening circle we we still have opening circle you know and uh, we all are able to share one thing you know where we can say our name and like share a thing and then move on you know pass the mic to the next person and um, it's just I think that starting from that place is just so important to me because that's how I run my classes um, and now that we've transitioned into online the world of online learning um, I'm finding that a lot of other classes you know you just kind of log in and then you're there and you know you're not really heard and you always have the option to turn your camera off you know so it's like you know feel free to turn the camera and you don't have to share or speak at all um you know but just come as you are and that's exactly where you should be you know it's just come come as you are however you want to show up come as you are and that does make all the difference i think that that's why that the the online classes um the live online classes have worked so well i mean your instruction is great i think for video recorded video too but it just it makes it feel like you are part of a class because it's small and it's intimate and then you know there's time to check in and all those things so i would highly recommend this as saying yes to something new and transitioning your life seeing what's possible on the other side of alcohol seeing what's possible for you to have fun to bring more joy and play into your adult life like we don't have to consume alcohol like we can be childlike without being childish you know i love that i love that mary it's so good and like, I think that that's kind of the place where a lot of people want to get to with alcohol is this lowered inhibition so they can just relax. But there are other way more fun, way more positive ways to get there. But it does. It's just taking the opportunity to show up. But Laura just extended the invitation to show up as you are, free of judgment and just fully beautiful as you are. And Laura, oh my gosh, so many thank yous in so many ways for so many reasons, but I'm just thrilled that you were here. This is going to be such an awesome interview for the audience, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your time with your family. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mary. It has been an absolute pleasure and an honor. I'm just smiling from ear to ear. I hope you can hear it across the, <laughs> across the waves. I'm just like, I'm just... Yeah, I'm so grateful for you and the work that you're doing in this world. Ugh, yes. such, a, such, such a sweet honor to be in your presence always. Thank you, love. So. Hopeful uh, future collaborations. Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day. The process of unraveling your story outside of the confines of alcohol is truly a sacred and beautiful journey of the self. Rediscover who you are in a whole new world again. Stop by my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to get instant access to the on-demand workshop of my revolutionary five shifts approach. And while you're there, you can sign up for a one-on-one -on -one consultation where we will create together your life intention. This is the framework for which all of your decisions around alcohol are made from your truest and highest self. 
In addition to working remotely worldwide, I host private one-on-one healing retreats at my sanctuary in Mount Hood, Oregon. I can't wait to connect.